0: So, welcome. I'm Nicole. I'm a singer and songwriter from Italy. I'll just tell you a couple of of words about this format. I thought about it actually during the lockdown, and what I wanted to do was to recreate a sort of virtual music venue where I could hang out with some fellow songwriters and talk about the songwriting process mostly, because I thought people, even non-musicians, you know, would be interested in finding out how we write songs. That's usually something that I don't know, it interests people, at least in my experience, that's what I found out. My guests today are Dragonfly Sky. I'm sure you already know them, but anyway, they are a duo from the UK. I really love their music. It's very similar to, you know, the kind of music I do. So we're talking about acoustic singer-songwriter kind of genre. And they're working on a new track. They are going to have a new release pretty soon. So, you know, we are going to talk about this too. And we are going to talk about their EP. Neon. And so, guys, let's welcome them. Okay. Shall we welcome them? Let's say hi to Emmy and Chris. <laughs> and, ooh, they're not there. What's going on? There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you are. <laughs> First of all, how are you doing? How are you doing today? Well, thank you. Oh,
1: really good. It's a lovely day. It's in glorious the UK. sunshine.
0: Yeah, how is you doing, it? Nicole? Yes. I'm I'm fine. It's it's very hot in here. I I hope it's not as hot where you are guys because it's quite warm in our room too. So There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the issue, I guess. You know, when you stream in summertime, when like outside is like 30 degrees Celsius, yes. you know, the room the room, the room you stream from can get really really hot. Hot. <laughs> um, Especially
1: when your heating goes on by accident.
0: Yes. Oh which my gosh. Has happened to us.
1: We yeah. have a heating issue.
0: Did that yeah. happen? The,
1: if, if you want hot water, the the radiators go on.
0: Oh no! <laughs> it's a bit yeah. of a disaster. So <laughs> did it did it happen when you were while you were live, guys? Yes. But it has happened, yeah. A oh few gosh. times. Oh, no. <laughs> so <Sorry>. comical. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's not fun, mm. but anyway. <laughs> okay, guys. So, um, maybe we can start talking a bit about, about you, like, you know, where you're from, where you're based, what's the music scene like in the place you are from? Would you like to, t- to tell us something about that? Yeah, we're, we're based
2: in Surrey, um, which isn't too far from London. It's probably about eight miles from London, roughly, mm, I think so. Probably, yeah. Might be. A little just bit south less. south of London. South of London. Um, really pretty place we live. Um, lots of lovely countryside and just really beautiful walks. Um, the music scene, um, there's some amazing um, songwriters, actually, um, we've got to know, who are local to us. Um, a lot of them around Guildford Way. And we've... We do quite a lot of showcases and songwriting showcases in Guildford and other places, (laughs) even London, (laughs) we used to before lockdown and we've gone into London Then there's some incredible music um, places in London, like you've probably heard of the Bedford, Um, have you heard of the Bedford? And yeah, I have. Balance. I have. Yeah, I'm, yeah. G- I'm
0: gonna tell you about it later. But I actually spent some time in London, so yeah, I I, ah, okay. I know a few places. But yeah, oh, you yeah. you, okay. t- you tell me about them, and then I'll
2: tell you yeah. if I know them. Yeah. <laughs> so you might have played yourself or been to some of the venues we yeah, might yeah. have played at. Um, I'm trying to
1: think of the London venues now. Spice of Life in yeah, Soho. Spice of life. I played, played that, upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, Me that's a nice there, venue, yeah.
2: isn't it? Half Moon and Putney.
1: Half Moon and Putney—that's um, a very famous venue where the Rolling Stones like first played, I think.
0: Yes, so uh, I haven't played there, but I know the place, uh, b- and yeah. and I remember. Yes, I, I know the place. I've been there a couple of times uh, because I had some <laughs> flat viewings in Putney at some point. You know, always yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <voice> oh, nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> searching for a home when I was yeah. in London. So, yeah, yeah. I I oh, know
2: the place. All
1: really near us. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's lots of really amazing um, venues, and we have played at some really lovely festivals as well over Ronnie the Scots. years. Ronnie Scott's. Oh yes, we played at Ronnie Scott's, didn't we? Upstairs, we did <laughs> oh, the downstairs bit at the upstairs bit in Ronnie Scott's because that, that's where they do original songwriting. Did, yeah, um, yeah the
1: acoustic mm-hmm. thing. Yeah.
2: And we yeah. played at a really lovely um, gentleman's club as well, <laughs> which was for but, but we did our a, original. It. It's a members' club.
1: <laughs> <laughs> gentleman's club is is no, probably it's a the, club. Wrong it was the wrong phrase. Wrong <laughs>
0: phrase. It's the wrong definition. <laughs> that, okay, that's our
1: other career. <laughs> it's,
0: yes, it
2: was. It was a wi- It was a. It was a gentleman's club, but it was actually. It was. It was unisex. A uh, gentleman's <laughs> <actually, laughs> club just sounds so wrong. But it is called a gentleman's Is it what it club? is technically? That's what it's called technically. But it, sounds um, so wrong. it was for a wine. Um, it was a, a wine tasting. Um, All right. Okay. Winery. Yeah. Um, and Mau. Yeah, so it was really lovely, um, and mm. we were asked to go and play there with our originals. So we've played some really lovely venues actually yeah. over the years together. Really a lot lucky. of great
1: festivals as well. We did uh, Wayfest. Yes. Uh, we did,
2: uh, and that's a lovely venue. Uh, venue Wayfest. It's very family orientated. Oh, it's lovely, and it yeah. has lovely I think festival. six stages. Um, I think it's about six different stages throughout the day, and it's just there's the, the talent... you. Although you're playing there, so it's a way of obviously you don't have to have a ticket because you're playing. So you get to see so many different musicians play, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it was the most incredible day. And and we've been lucky to play at some other
0: festivals similar to that as well. So um,
2: Uh, I think festivals
0: are the most fun, aren't they? Like the most. I mean, they're they're very fun gigs because, as you said, you also have the opportunity to watch other musicians play and perform. And especially yes. when you have different stages, I think it's very, very interesting. That's that's the kind of gig I really miss the most. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see why. Yeah, I don't know Perhaps if you agree. From a,
1: I think from a, a sound point of view, if they're, if they're big stages, they can be a bit, a bit harder to play because they have bands on and off.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: sometimes the fallback isn't, isn't as good as it could be, for example. So I think in many ways we prefer the kind of smaller venues, don't we, for the intimacy. But they're a real rush. Mm. And we oh, did that Loudfest, and I don't know about you, but I had no idea about the festival. No. And we rocked up, and it's a huge stage with like thousands of it was people a massive in front of us. <laughs> like, whoa. And <laughs> yeah. it was a bit daunting. And we're going, um, where's the little stage that we're meant to be on? And we're on the main stage.
2: And we're with our friend who plays the piano at yeah. this particular one because he was playing with us at the time. And there was all three of us on this huge stage, not knowing what to do. But yeah. what was really funny was they had us on, you know, one of those big screens. They had one of the big screens up beside the stage. And uh-huh. it was it was a really nice um, feeling, actually. Was amazing, it yeah. was amazing.
0: So Pepe says, asking you all three, what do you think you will do in five years? And what would you like to do in five years? Okay, so that's that's a big question, Pepe.
2: Um, you, in the music side, I suppose we haven't... Our goal really is, with our music is just to keep um, writing songs because we're loving writing songs together um, and we keep writing We it's just we constantly are coming up with new songs all the time and um, we'd like to make an album maybe even two albums um, with all of the songs we've got because the amount we, we've released so far In we have years so time many songs. we hope songs. to
1: record a whole back catalogue. Yeah <laughs> and
2: um Maybe as a, a, as a band, maybe do it as, a, as with lots of musicians involved. Definitely and more collaborations. Yeah, more collaborations. Mm. And
1: maybe some band gigs would be nice, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah,
2: yeah. And, and growing it mm. even more, I suppose.
1: But it all kind of depends on lockdown and what happens with all of that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. we're really happy that we discovered streaming, which we wouldn't have done had it not been for COVID. Yeah, same. Um, so definitely going to keep going with
2: Yeah, we're definitely streaming. going to grow our yeah. Twitch and everybody we've met on Twitch and the community we're building. Yeah, and 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 the other thing probably we ha- were talking about before lockdown, doing which because when we did our launch our, for our EP, we hired a beautiful barn. It was the most spectacular, and it's a day both of us will never forget because it was really. It's I'd an say ex-bar. one of our one <laughs> of our. Ex, it's, but a it's, theater, it's a music venue now. A music isn't theater it?
1: venue that was was an old medieval barn. Yeah.
2: yeah. Wow. Um, but we hired there and um we we it was a ticketed event and everyone bought tickets for our event and we had such support behind us um we sold out for this nu- this night of our ep launch yeah, really nice amazing. and it was amazing the
1: first gig we'd organised ourselves so we didn't know yeah if we were going to sell any yeah, many tickets that, or anything at all that's but scary. everyone really got behind it and um yeah yeah it was a that's, really a, special that, that's night.
0: that's a great achievement guys yeah. That's really and weird the sound the sound was just
1: perfect yeah, was and and really everyone was sound really supportive. It's just one of those perfect nights. So we hopefully we'll do more of those kind of nights.
2: Yeah, that's that's yeah. what we would like to do because since doing that night, I mean, we did it and it was a, a seating for 150 people. But our view was, even if we just sell three tickets, and even if we that means we would have been at a loss because we had to pay for the hire. Mm-hmm. We was doing it for the love of it, and we thought we'll never do this again. Um, you know this with this e- particular EP we were you know our neon EP mm-hmm. and we said let's go for it let's just do it whether we ha- Cause it, both of us thought if we even just have three people sitting in the audience we'll be happy so when we d- did really well we on the back of that we thought we should do more of these um, and that that's something we've spoke about quite a few times is we'd like yeah. to find some really special venues and put on some really nice events ourselves Um, Not just even with us occasionally, we might invite some special guests to come and join us.
1: Might be nice to, we've always thought it might be nice to put on a music night if we find the right venue.
0: How do you find Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch differ in terms of engagement and the way they work? Ooh, I would have a lot to say about that, but (laughs) I'll let you guys reply Mm -hmm. because otherwise I'll just speak too much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're very different, obviously. Facebook and YouTube, definitely harder work because they're less interactive. They're not designed in a way to be interactive, though I think they are starting uh, to beta test, that kind of thing. Um, They're also a lot harder to grow, uh, whereas Twitch, again, is is designed for growth. Mm. Uh, You know, the RAID system and and the way it works on a kind of community basis. Um,
2: It's also mm -hmm. harder for people to find you on Facebook. Um, So you you can have your regulars that know about you. So we do do a Facebook stream on a Thursday night Mm -hmm. at eight. Um, But we do have an audience there, but it's more the regulars that used to watch us live will watch us on Facebook. They haven't converted most of them to Twitch because it's something, a whole new entity (laughs) for them. But you you know, they'll watch us on Facebook, but then there's that core audience that watches us. But then to find new people to watch us on Facebook, is near impossible. We haven't cracked it. It's impossible um, unless you pay
0: for the ads. You unless know, you yes, unless yeah. you pay for the ads. Even that,
2: I think, is quite difficult. Yeah, um, I still think there's stumbling blocks there. So I think the Twitch mm. is is just so much more interactive, and and the way you can raid different people and you find new streamers, and it's just so much better. And that also goes to YouTube. YouTube f- is even harder, I think, than Facebook. Facebook's hard, but YouTube yeah, is even harder.
1: They, they I get alerts for when I've gone live the day after. God knows when other people are getting (laughs) the the alerts. Yes, (laughs) it's
0: useless. Oh, I just went
1: live. Great. Uh, I'm sure that was yesterday.
0: (laughs) No, I mean, there is... uh, The thing is that I think, but I might be wrong, um, Twitch is not yet, uh, you know, the place to be for a lot of musicians. I mean, it, it was... You know, it developed as a gaming platform and musicians like started getting there basically during lockdown, as as we did, guys, basically. Um, Mm. But um, I think not like, you know, it's not overly saturated in terms of, you know, the music category. While probably on Facebook and YouTube, you literally see like everyone, even non-musicians, like for example, on Facebook, you even see non-musicians. Who just you know sit down and make a live while they're playing whatever you know what I mean? It's um yes, it's probably there is like so much choice on those platforms in terms of you know musicians mm. to watch. Probably on Twitch, uh, it's it's not yet uh, at that stage, but mm. it it could it could get there. I don't know. Uh, but still, I think the tools that Twitch has in terms of interactivity and you know, for example, as you were mentioning, you know, rates for example are a great tool to discover other musicians and to be discovered by other musicians and their audiences. So I I don't see the other platforms implementing these things anytime soon. So probably, you know, as you said, Mm -hmm. Twitch is the best choice for growth for a musician. Probably for gamers, that's different now because, I don't know, sometimes I do watch some YouTube videos you know, with these gamers who kind of explain how to grow on Twitch. Uh, I don't know if you're doing that, guys, but, you know, just to learn and to, you know, to see another point of view. And apparently for gamers, it's becoming harder now to grow on Twitch because, you know, there are a lot Isn't of gamers. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, probably for us musicians, it is a bit uh, easier for now, so... I guess that's another thing to mention. Kurt wants to know something about Chris, Chris uh Chris's guitar. Oh, okay. So there you go. Um
1: Is it because it looks like a Scotland flag in the middle?
0: Oh yes, there you go. Now I see it. <laughs> <laughs> now I see it. I didn't notice, to be honest. I think it's the
1: wrong colour, but, um it's a Cole Clock. It's uh, let me get it in shot. Oh, there's too much gump from the top. It's a Cole Clock, Angel Two. And uh Bizarrely, I went into the shop and Amy made me buy it. (laughs) Which (laughs) is kind of the reverse (laughs) of what usually happens with guitarists and their girlfriends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, or boyfriends.
0: Like in my case, uh, he complains about the amount of musical instruments I have in this home. I know, it's just,
1: it goes against all (laughs) the natural order of things. (laughs) But as, yeah, you know, it's the reason why you should never go into a guitar shop with a credit card. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) It's Australian made. They are made. Primarily to be plugged in, so the sound plugged in is the kind of it's built around that concept, uh, in recognition of the fact that most guitarists will rock up to a gig and plug it in now, as opposed to put a microphone in front of it. So it's a, a live music instrument as opposed to a studio instrument, mm-hmm. although it sounds amazing for studio as well. And I think it's called. I think it's made out of Australian bunion wood or something like that.
2: Isn't it made slightly right. differently though as well?
1: Um, of- I'm not sure. It, it the concept is to make it sound good through the jack and that's how they, they built it around that but I'm not sure what they actually changed I think it's got less struts inside or something
0: mm-hmm. it makes sense can't yeah. quite
1: remember can't quite remember what the the total geekery of that but um, yeah it's a beautiful guitar and we got it at a really cut price Amy beat them down <laughs> I think <laughs> it was the next demo as well
0: hmm.
1: um, there you yeah, go Beautiful, beautiful guitar
0: so this is actually taken from your debut EP, isn't it? It yes. is. Would you like it's to tell the title us? Title track. Yeah, it is the title track. Mm. Uh, would you like to tell us how you wrote the songs for the EP? How did they come to you? What started the idea of you know recording yeah. an EP?
1: Um. I pretty much had a back catalogue of songs before I met Amy. Mm-hmm. Um kind of in various stages of progression and demo um so they were kind of pretty much fully formed but then uh, amy kind of convinced me to bring them out again and, and breathe new life into them um and change them up a bit and we worked out harmonies uh and places for the songs to go and we adjusted some bits yeah. though yeah yeah but yeah so nice. that's how those ones came around um in terms of how I wrote them—it's always chords first, then mumbly melody, and then lyrics on top of that.
0: There you go. Uh,
1: but since meeting Amy, we're doing co-writes, which is a a different way of writing.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: Amy will come up with melodies and lyrics, And then I'll work the guitar out afterwards. Okay. So it's it, it's harder for me to do it that way, but uh, is it? It seems to work. Yeah, it's always always been chords first, and then. Mumbly melody and then <laughs> and then lyrics <laughs> on top.
0: I can relate because that's uh, that's the system I use. So it's always chords first. Um, that's the
1: common system, isn't it? Yeah.
0: I guess. Yeah. So yeah. far, you know, the people I've interviewed, they've all used this this method. Um, but uh, I actually heard people uh, saying that they easily come come up with melodies first. And so, yeah, I guess it depends. I guess
1: I can't do it. Amy can do it. I've met a few other people that do it that way, but it's pretty rare.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was going to ask you, actually, you know, how how is that different to, you know, uh, what's the difference between co writing and writing on your own? But you kind of, uh, you know, answered already to that. So um, I, I wanted to ask you, what, what influences uh, do you have? Because... I can hear like when I heard Neon, you know, the the, the whole EP, I heard a lot of Joni Mitchell vibes. Maybe it's because of Emmy's voice. Maybe it's because I'm just obsessed with Joni Mitchell. And so I hear... <laughs> oh, we love <laughs> Joni Mitchell. <Yeah>, We're <laughs> <Jenny
1: Mitchell.
0: laughs> so well, obsessed with Joni Mitchell. <laughs> maybe I'm just a bit biased, but um, mm. I, I was wondering what, what influences you actually had. Uh,
1: f- well, I've got so many influence- influences. Joni's definitely up there um I'd I, I yeah uh Tom Waits for lyrics Joni Mitchell for lyrics and melody Tom Waits for melody as well actually
2: Peter Gabriel you like Peter me. Gabriel
1: is amazing but you know I used to listen to still do people like Led Zepp as well so I don't quite know how they <laughs> come How'd into they the songwriting. Together. <laughs> and Pink mm. Floyd but they're, they're probably in there somewhere mm. mm-hmm. um yeah, it's 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 odd, isn't it? When you think of the, the artists you like and the songs you write aren't necessarily uh, uh, like them in any way. Although I can see the Joni Mitchell reference, definitely.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's 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 what I heard. But as I said, uh, mm. it could be me being a bit biased. But yeah, I think it's also Amy's voice that's really clear. And so, you know, it kind of reminded yeah. me of the early Joni Mitchell. Because anyway, her voice changed so much throughout the years. So, uh, you know. It did, yeah. It did, yeah. Um, yeah Dave
1: Gilmore and Neil Young, absolutely. Ru- oh
0: yes, Rudy love Neil Young. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, uh, yeah, more or less we have the, the same musical tastes then. Um, oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, Rudy Loom, by the way. We have a new friend, Rudy Loom. How are you doing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie Harp. Uh, so do you know what the song will be about when you're first creating the music Before the Words? That's an interesting question.
1: Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Um, Most of the time, no. But um, as a songwriter, she was on the lookout for interesting things, interesting phrases, uh, interesting words, interesting stories. Um, So Tears of the Sun, for example, I heard a radio interview about a a British guy that went out to Colombia and met a woman, and then it turned out she was an assassin later on turn that into a song straight away so that was definitely i I knew that that was going to focus on and i knew how it was going to progress because it's kind of it was based on that 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 interview um other ones stream of consciousness just things Mm. come to you neon is kind of stream of consciousness
0: okay so we have uh, an amazing question from sophia so what's the story behind neon although i think chris already mentioned that it was a sort of stream of consciousness but maybe there is a story behind that would you like to share it that, uh, I mean it's
1: I, I wrote it so long ago I can't <laughs> really remember what I was going through at the time. I've I've found bits of demos from two thousand and eight and that's how old it is. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and then it was kind of forgotten and dusted off. Um it's definitely about I don't know, feelings of not feeling good enough, uh isolation.
0: Okay.
1: Uh those kind of sad themes, I guess.
0: That's okay. Like the set names are really <laughs> relatable, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Therapeutic song.
2: A lot of people have been through things, haven't they? So yeah. I mean,
1: that's what, as I, you know, I was looking at the lyrics the other day and I was thinking, oh, what is this about? Because mm. it just kind of flowed out. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was a, an emotion at the time that I was, a place that I was in.
2: Mm. Yes. You said you were quite young, mm. didn't you? When you wrote it.
1: Yeah, I think it probably was, yeah. Mm.
2: yeah. So that was only a few
0: years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got mental. Mental asks what inspires you to make songs? I guess that's one of also of the questions I, I was meant to ask you at some point. So there you go. You if you want to, you can reply. I know it's a very tricky question to reply to. What
1: For is? me, lots of things can inspire mm. a song. Um, I guess paintings have inspired the song. Hmm, yeah. uh, the kiss to the world was a Klimt painting that inspired the kiss of the world, hmm. which was also a lyric by Hal David. Uh, what a wonderful world! Is it inspiration to write music, or what inspires the music? That's oh, I'm a bit confused about that.
0: Yeah, probably he means uh, what, what inspires, you to make songs. inspires you to make songs. So, I mean, the general inspire—you know, what what makes you pursue? songwriting i guess i guess i don't know i'm kind of trying to read mental's mind but hey i don't know (laughs)
1: um Um, maybe i think it's it it, it's a rush it's it's a struggle but it's also a rush when you get it right it just it just lifts you up Mm. and you just think oh i've created something out of nothing and yeah i'm really pleased with it and then it's even better if other people really like it or or it Mm. really inspires other people so it's lovely when people want the lyrics and the chords and and to learn it, I think that's that's really flattering. Yes. Um, so I guess it's sharing something, and it's sharing something personal, isn't
2: it? Yeah. But for me, um, I all of a sudden this happens all the time to me. I constantly have melodies coming in my mind. I mean, and both of us have such a passion for music anyway, and so when I have the melodies in my head. I have to get them out. It's like, oh, I, I get so excited and I have to get the melodies out of mm-hmm. my head. <laughs> and they just pop in my head randomly. So I'm not even trying to find something. It just oh, comes in my head. And then sometimes you
1: cheat and dream them as well. I have which, dreamt. Which oh, yeah. Which we all decided was cheating as a way of <laughs> writing songs.
0: I have dreamt. I've well, never dreamt a song.
1: <laughs> well, McCartney did
0: did that with yesterday, so it works yeah. apparently as a method, you know. <laughs> No, I, d- I I did.
2: Yeah. Um there was a whole song I dreamt and then I had to get yeah. a pen and paper in the morning.
1: Quick record um, it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's it's very happened nice. Twice. When that it's happened twice yeah. to me. Interesting. Kind of I'm jealous. A little
1: bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. It's normally a massive struggle for me.
0: So, uh, would you like would you like to tell us something about it? Shall we do that now? So I know this is gonna be your next release, so you probably have a lot to say about it.
2: Yes. Did you, oh, you want no, no, to for it. We go. <laughs> Um we're releasing I think it's the well, no, it is. It's the ninth of July it's coming out. Uh-huh. And um the reason how this song came about actually is I had meningitis back in it was quite a few years ago now. And but all of a sudden this song came to me, the the melody and the lyrics. Um, as a stream of consciousness, you could say of, about my experience with meningitis. Um the meaning behind this song is the willow tree is a symbol of life and death. It can mean both. And it's a symbol of love. So where you're bringing all of your, um, your loved ones together and, um, or will you see your loved ones in, in, in the afterlife as well. So that's sort of the the meaning behind it, Mm -hmm. um, of the song. And, um, we're really excited because we started working on it, um, recording it last year with our really good friend Rob who's an amazing pianist so he's it has his wonderful piano on and um then the most incredible cello player um from Germany has um put some cello in into the song which sounds incredible and the most amazing violinist also we've we've also have on the track as well so it's now um the actual release song it's got quite an orchestral sound Mm -hmm. um it's obviously not orchestral, but it's got that wonderful. You know how Damien Rice? It's not at all like Damien Rice music. But yeah, it's heavy on the strings. Yeah, that sort of, of
0: sound. Amazing.
2: Yeah, it's it's really quite moving, Um and it really works with the song. It's quite romantic. Um, it's just really beautiful. So
0: yeah, why why did you start music? What what pushed you to pursue music?
1: It's it's a, a deep need, isn't it? You can't not do music once you start You're right um and for me I remember very clearly when I was very young listening to some music I can't remember what it was but suddenly I could hear all the things going on in it like I could hear the bass and the drums and the guitar mm. and they all suddenly became separated It it's like those magic high pictures where you suddenly see the three-dimensional picture mm-hmm. and I was just transported by I just thought I've never heard this before it's like something had opened in my brain and I could hear all these different elements mm. and from then I was hooked and then I just needed to learn an instrument because so my family is all very musical we've got a lot of older brothers and an older sister and they all play piano mainly I've wanted to do something different so I, I uh, got some guitar lessons instead amazing. and the first time I put on headphones and turned the world into a video amazing
0: it's incredible. <laughs> what about you, Amy?
2: Oh, with uh, from young, I've always sung and I love singing. Um, and I wished I'd taken up the piano when I was younger because I had the opportunity, but um, I should have done. But I've absolutely loved singing and just been part of um different drama plays and musicals. Um, and I used to do opera um, and mm-hmm. sing. Um, in like a it's called a conservatoire but you know with um and and we put on different opera plays and things and i absolutely love doing that um and yeah just really 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 i've always done it from really young and i've just loved it and it's just in me i would say
1: and you went to Uh, sorry and you went to went to where that's
2: cool Oh yes, it's yes. A very Sorry, cool I, forgot, I forgot. I <laughs> went to the Brit School. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, in I don't know. If, oh, you probably most people will know um, the Brits College in um, the UK. I went there, which a lot I of famous people music. come out
1: yeah. of the Brit School?
0: Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. That's kind um, of amazing. Yeah. that? Was that Elton John? Yes, <laughs>
2: funded by Elton John. Funded that? Funded Elton yeah. John. But it's really, um, I just loved music. Like you, Chris, I really, really You've just got to it. do it, yeah. And you've yeah. just
0: got to do it, and it's just in me. Gotta really <laughs> Yeah, God.
2: God.
0: yeah yes. I think it's it's an instinctive thing, really, for you is, know, yeah. for musicians. It's just, you, you can't even explain it. It just happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's and like when falling you're away in from love. It,
1: it, it is, yeah. And when you're away from it, you, you you might not realize it, but you really miss it, and yeah. you start getting a bit low. Yeah, So exactly. it's therapeutic as well. That's good for your mental health. Singing apparently makes you happy. And we met funnily pain. enough
2: through music. That's how we met as well. Yeah. Was through music. So there you go. So that's that's a yeah. big
0: plus, isn't it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> so both of our passions, the same passion. We both have the same passion. Yeah. I think
0: you're very lucky to share, you know, on top of sharing everything else in life, you also share mm. music. I think that's that's really sweet yeah. and yeah, kind yes, of amazing. We're very lucky. <laughs> yeah. Guys, thank you so so much for being here with me today. I That's hope you had lovely. fun. It really we had fun. Thanks. Nicole. We really did. <laughs> and I hope the
2: people here thank had fun in too. Thank you for inviting us on your
0: yeah, lovely you show. So
2: my pleasure. My pleasure.